if you have your Bibles, and if you turn to Acts chapter 6. Verse 4. Just the one verse. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. Mm. Now, tonight, I'll entitle this message The Road to Revival. Mm. Now, <clears throat> we'll see here. If you just watch, look at this very carefully, this verse. <clears throat> but we will give ourselves continually to prayer. Now, it doesn't say how many people that, that, that's been, that has given themselves continually to prayer. But I believe there was at least hundreds, if there wasn't thousands was here in this passage, was giving themselves to prayer. And it didn't matter what plans they had in life. It didn't matter what, what dreams they had. They were willing to just give themselves to prayer. It didn't matter what what it cost? They just they just give themselves. Now we can give ourselves to so many other things. But we see here, this this is the early church. And they were giving themselves to prayer. In New York, in uh, the eighteen hundreds. There was a man, Jeremiah <coughs> Rathender, and this man got wonderfully saved, and it was in 1832, under the ministry of Charles Finney. And this man, Jeremiah Rathender, he went, after he got saved, he went around <laughs> the streets of New York, round the doors, and telling the people about Jesus. Telling them about the great things that he'd done in his life. And Jeremiah, he done that from 1832 right, right till 1857. And saw very little fruit of his master. Give out gospel tracts and done all that he could. And then he, he said this remarkable statement. He said, If I had a thousand lives to live, I'd not be able to reach these people for Christ. And then, if 
he was a businessman. And he, he rented this small room in Lower <coughs> Manhattan in New York. And he was wanting to start a firm. And he prayed very much himself. And he was a man that, you know, he went to work every morning and come home every night. And he could just see hundreds of people every day. And they were lost and they were going to a lost eternity. And he had a, he had a great burden for the, the nation of America. And then he started this, he was, he was hoping to start this burning. And he advertised it in newspapers and church magazines. And he sent out leaflets. And he gave out the leaflets for weeks before the, the prayer meeting. And the prayer meeting started on the 23rd of September, 1857. And at come that day, on the 23rd of September, and the prayer meeting was starting at 12 o'clock and was for one hour. And the time came, 12 o'clock came, and there was nobody at the prayer meeting. Five past, ten past, quarter past twelve came, and nobody came to the prayer meeting. And then Jeremiah, he got down and he sneezed at 12 o'clock and started to pray. And it must have been so discouraging, I could just imagine it, that having a, have, doing so much to try to get a prayer meeting and renting a room and, and sending out all the invitations and the newspapers and everything, and nothing happened. And 25 past 12 came and still looked out. And then at half 12, the door opened and one person come in. And then two or three more come in. And it ended up, on that first prayer meeting, there were six people in that prayer meeting on the 23rd of September. 1857. You know them prayer they started to multiply. In New York alone, there were something like 30,000 men that was unemployed. In October of 1857, the stock market crushed. A lot of people lost their jobs in New York and even across San America. But you know them prayer meetings, they kept growing and they kept multiplying 
And literally there was tens of thousands of people was going to East Burmese. And this was a remarkable thing that happened. And these permings, multitudes got saved. Multitudes got saved just in the permings. And that, that revival, it spread right across the whole of America. And we can only go by estimates, or they estimate there was a million people got saved through that mighty revival. Thank you, Lord. And not only that, but that, that revival spread through many other companies mm. in the world. I know it can be traced back mm. just to one man. Mm. One man that had a had a burden. Okay. One man that had a vision mm. for prayer. Thank the Lord. You know, this man he gave him he gave himself to prayer. We can, we can, about the same time, in our own country, mm -hmm. <coughs> there was a man, James McQuillan, and one Sunday morning, he was challenged by the minister, and the minister challenged him and said, what are you doing for God? And James went home and he said, you know, he, he says, I've no education. I've no gifts. But what, what, can I do? what can I do for God? And then he, he decided, you know, prayer. And He got three other men and they met at a wee schoolhouse in Gales, just outside Bonamina. And they started to pray. And they met for prayer. And they met for prayer a few nights every week. And they would have prayed into the early hours of the next morning. You know they felt really they were touching the heart of God and then prayer meetings. Then prayer meetings they grew up till there was about 50 people was come to those prayer meetings. <laughs> There were, there were there was a couple of men they were they were, re they were reading books of Robert Moy McShane and George Miller about how, how God used these mighty men. And and you know they were they were coming together and they were reading passages like were read. And you know they believed 
God can do it again. God can do it again. And you know, God moved. And the 1859 revival. And you know, again, they reckon that there was a there was a hundred thousand people got wonderfully saved and that many revival. We can go on to the nineteen oh four revival. And and Evan Roberts Evan Roberts was born in eighteen seventy eight. And at the age of 16, Evan Roberts got this burden to pray. And this man, he prayed and spent much time in prayer every day for 10 years. And then it come to 1904. And by that time, there was a number of people had had was praying with them and they believed in their heart God was going to send a mighty revival to us. They believed it. They believed that God was going to save a hundred thousand souls. They believed it. And in November 1904 revival came mm. God came down God worked mightily there was, there was for six months <coughs> Adam Roberts preached solid for six months whatever village or town that he preached in Wales during that time that he would be <coughs> preaching and not to let it uh, a week or two weeks or three weeks. Everything just closed down. The, even the public houses closed down. And people came from basically all over the world at that time to hear the preaching of Evan Roberts. And there was a there was a hundred thousand people but wonderfully and gloriously saved and that revival. Mm -hmm. We can go on till 1959 and the revival and that is and we read history tells us that there's these two old ladies in the ladies and they really got close to God. They had that real close communion with the Lord. And they believed that God was going to do something. And I did this. At that particular time, there was basically no young people at all that were believers. It was a very dark period in the end of this. And the young people had no interest whatsoever in the things of God. 
And then the minister had been visiting the, the two old ladies. And the ladies was challenging the minister, you need to pray. You need to call for an ancient prayer. So the minister agreed. He says, we're going to have, we're going to pray on a Tuesday night and on a Friday night. And we're going to have whole nights of prayer. And the, the lady said they would do the same, that they would pray, and they would pray to four in the morning. And they'd done that for six months. And then they, uh, they sent for Duncan Campbell. And Duncan, Duncan Campbell was taken, was taken, was taken meetings. And he was otherwise engaged. But they were requesting him to come. But you know, in the providences of God, the, the meetings that Duncan Campbell was, was, was about to take were all cancelled. And they went to the end of this, and he was there for three years. He was coming for 10 days, but he was there for three years. He come in the, in the evening and he was asked that particular evening to go to, to go to one particular church and to take the meeting. And he went that particular evening, this was just when he arrived, he even hadn't got to his lodgings. But that particular even, evening, he got to um, the church and he preached. And though it was a good meeting, but there was nothing unusual about it. And the people left. But then one of the elders uh, requested that they would have a time of prayer. And during their time of prayer, it, it come to light that the, uh, the people had been praying and claiming this promise for the whole six months that they've been praying for revival and my lives. I will pour water on him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. And on that night, Whenever everybody had left the church and went home, that elder started to pray and said to the Lord, he says, you promised to, to pour water on him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. That night, whenever the prayer meeting was over, they went out and outside the church was full of people. And they had to open the doors at quarter to twelve at night and let the people in and the church was packed. And not only that, but the young people was having a dance on up the road and the young people come, came down to the church and 
revival just broke out on a supernatural way. <coughs> and there was people crying everywhere. Have mercy. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Duncan Campbell went up to the pulpit and there was a woman who was was lying across the pulpit crying, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. You know, we are here tonight and we're looking for a real heaven sent revival. For an outpouring of God, God's Holy Spirit. Amen. For a number of years, my wife and I worked along with a fellow called Alan Bartley. And Alan, he was mighty in prayer. And often, whenever Alan would have been praying, and he'd been praying for maybe people that were backslidden or people that were not saved. He'd pray to the Lord and he said, Lord, put the heat on them. Put the heat on them. Yesterday, Colin and I were working at a tractor and it happened to be the tractor rod end of the tractor um, had, had broke. And uh, they, uh, that takes a deal with the steering and the tractor. And obviously, that tractor rod end probably wasn't replaced in that tractor since she came out of the tractor, brand new. None of them probably did about 20 years ago. And these thread rod ends, you know, they're threaded into, into the machine and into rams, and, and they can be quite hard to get out. And they, um, and pretty often that whenever they, um, the firm would be putting these machines together and they'd be making sure these nuts and everything wouldn't come loose. They'd be putting some like knot, lock knot on it or some aids to, that it would never slacken. But then there comes the day that has to come off. <laughs> and yesterday, this had to come off and we started Calm and I were started and we got the heat on it and we tried to get it as warm as we could and then we started with the hammers and we started lapping it to try and <laughs> to try and listen it and then we'd try to see what it turned or would it move but there was no go and then we'd have taken another go you know, at, at heating it again and then giving another few wops with a hammer and then would have tried it again. And you know, we had to try it three or four times. But you know, eventually <coughs> we got we got it all we got all all loose and all off and all. But you know it took the heat. 
You know why I believe in these days? We need to pray you know, that the Lord will put heat on those people that are around us that are not saved. That the Lord will put the heat on them. I believe we need to pray that the Lord will put the heat on them. You know, the... Um, <clears throat> Leonard Ravenhill, he, he wrote a book, and the title of the book, Meet for Men. And the last chapter of that book brings out about casualties. You know, if we don't pray, there's going to be casualties. There's going to be people that's going to be lost. Mm. And you know, we need, we need to pray. We need to pray that God will move supernaturally. You know, we, we were at Mountain Cows. And the same as a cow, whenever she has a calf, you know, that's the beginning of her first lactation. And then, whenever they have maybe four calves will then reach the fourth lactation. And, but whenever a cow, uh, whenever she reaches her fourth, fifth, sixth lactation, they're very subject to taking milk fever uh, just when they, they've just calved or around that time. And we would put in a calcium bottle. It's just, the, the, the calcium just crashes. And then, whenever that happens, they lost their feet. They're lying. And then if they lie on a period of time, they'll never get up. Or they maybe even die with it. But then, if they lie too long, you have to get them put down. And we would always seek Whenever the, these cows would reach their fourth, fifth lactation, sixth lactation, especially cows that would be carrying a lot of flesh, thin cows would be alright. But if you have cows that are carrying a lot of flesh, they, 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 their calcium will crash and levels in their, in their blood. And they'll, uh, they'll, take, they'll, they'll, they'll take this monk fever. And, uh, but we would always seek just to get a bottle of calcium in them uh, before they go down. We'd always try and do that. But you know, if you didn't do that, there'll be casualties. You lost cows. The cows will go down. And sometimes you could put a dozen balls in, in them when they are down. You'll not get them up again. Mm. There's some you will get up, but there's some you'll not get up, you'll have casualties. <coughs> and you know, we are in this for a minute. <coughs> and you know, we need revival. Mm. We, we, need, we, we need God to pour in His Spirit in this needed land. You know, in our land, 
souls are lost. Our nation is in chaos. Our churches are powerless. Many of our churches, there's, there's just there's just a pulse. There's just, there's, there's just life and no more. But as far as power and strength and authority is gone, we need revival. We need God to pour out His Spirit in this needed hour. Charles Spurgeon said, says, believe me, the church that doesn't pray is dead. Mm -hmm. but, you, but you know, prayer, Jesus said, with, he said to the disciples, without me, you can do nothing. And we're here tonight I know that prayer is access into the throne of God and was purchased at the highest price. At cost, God's only Son, the Lord Jesus, everything for you and me. The Bible says the veil of the temple was rent from the top to the bottom. You know, we have, we have access tonight through that, that rent veil. And we praise God, we worship a risen, glorified, exalted Savior tonight. And are we going to take ground tonight? Are we going to pray for revival? Mm. Are we going to pray for an outpouring of God's Holy Spirit upon this needy land? You know, we're bankrupt. We're in intensive care. Mm. Our land's in chaos. Mm. Multitudes are going to hell. Mm. But you know, we can stand in the gap. Yeah. We can stand in the gap and see God working supernaturally. In the coming days. Hallelujah. Perhaps Ben will lead us in prayer.